0: Hello and welcome back to the Velocity Network podcast. My name is Ollie Henderson. Happy New Year. Today's episode is the second part of the mini series which we started a few weeks ago on monetization. So let's get straight into my conversation with Velocity CEO Joel Gurevich. How does the internal system using the Velocity Credits Utility Token actually work? What are the rules of the game? Okay, so, he- so here's how it works right? The user of career wallets, applications, to claim credentials and share credentials, the use of these wallets by the individual holders is always free. So the individual uses this protocol for free. Now, upon network genesis, a finite number of Velocity credit utility tokens were issued by the Velocity Network Foundation, the governing entity of the network, and moved to its reserves. So now we have the foundation with a stack of these credits. By the way, moving forward, minting new credits will only be applicable in the unlikely event that the Velocity Network Foundation runs out of, of, of these tokens and is no longer capable to fund the operation of the network. And minting additional tokens requires special unanimous resolution of the foundation's elected board. We'll talk about it in a minute. All right, so contributors to the network, for example, issuers of credentials and the systems that they're using to issue those credentials to individuals and the node operators running the infrastructure uh, upon which the network uh, relies, they're all rewarded for for their contribution issuers earn velocity credits for every credential they issue to their constituents. The credential agent operator, those systems that they're using to issue those credentials are also earning credits every time the issuers that use this system issues credentials to the individual. The credit reward is given immediately upon issuing, regardless of whether the credentials have been used by the individual or not. The reward is for the transaction of issuing the credential. Now, node operators are also uh, rewarded periodically, again, with credits for running the decentralization infrastructure for validating transactions and maintaining the network integrity. So credits move from the foundation reserve to the contributors to the network as a reward for their contributions. The relying parties looking to verify credentials presented to them by the individual, they are required to pay fees to access the blockchain, retrieve those verification keys that enables them to verify an individual's credentials. Those access fees are paid in the same native currency, velocity credits, and they're paid per verification of the entire set of credentials shared by the individual. So now we have demand for credits coming from relying parties. These actors in the ecosystem are now in need for this asset to pay their fees for verifying credentials, and they're willing to pay for it as long as the price of this asset represents reasonable transaction fee for that verification. That This demand creates a market for the contributors, for the earners of credits mentioned earlier, to sell the reward and redeem it for cash. These transactions take place on the internal credit marketplace operated on the network so relying parties buy credits and pay cash the earners the contributors sell earned credits and get cash in return this is a low cost native value transfer mechanism that enables participants to monetize their contribution now sellers on that exchange the earners that sell their reward to redeem it for cash, they can ask any price they choose for their credits and the buyers, the relying parties, looking to buy those credits to pay their access fees to the blockchain, they decide from which seller they will buy. Since there are many sellers and many buyers, what we get is a competitive marketplace where the price point of the credit is set by the flow of demand and supply. As the demand for the network services grows, the credit price will probably appreciate and vice versa. By the way, in many cases, relying parties are also issuers of uh, credentials. Take employers, for example, right? They they, uh, issue credentials to their employees and alumni, and they would like to verify credentials presented to them by applicants and maybe even their own employees, their income, <clears throat> their incumbent. And so the credits that they uh, have earned as issuers can be repurposed and used to pay for their access fees as well, and and this will be offsetting their verification costs. So so this is this is. Um, This is how it works now let's talk a little bit about that uh, uh, setting of price point of the credits so the relying parties who wish to access the blockchain to verify credentials shared with them uh, by the individual they need to pay access fees the access fees uh, are quoted in these velocity credits, and the access fees is, is, is a fixed number of velocity credits per transaction. This means that the dollar cost of the transaction, the verification, depends on the credit price at any given time. If a verification of an individual's credential, right, the transaction cost of it is 90 credits, then the price of the credit will set the price of the verification now since the demand curve for the verification is represented in dollars right Relying parties will 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 be willing to pay x amount of dollars per verification depending on their alternative depending on the value of this transactions for uh, this transaction for them this is practically the mechanism that sets the the demand curve for credits on the marketplace. So if the credit price appreciates on the marketplace, the internal marketplace, to a level that the cost of transaction, the cost of verification, will not be reflecting its true value to the relying party, meaning that let's say that the cost of credit appreciated, so the, the verification cost um extracted from from the price of credit will be a thousand dollars right then we will see the demand depreciates the demand for credits because relying parties will not be willing to pay that and will probably resort to other alternative verification methods and consequently affect the demand for credits right at this point pushing their price down so this is how the price of credits is set in accordance to the value of the transaction to the the, uh, relying parties and the the demand and supply uh, in the marketplace. And that was my conversation with Draw. There is one final part of this mini-series to come, so make sure you tune in next week to hear more. As ever, if you have any questions for me or Draw, please contact us on LinkedIn or via the Velocity website. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you here again soon.